Father, we come together this morning. Say thank you. Yes, again, yes. Submit it again. Renewing our minds again. Rededicating our lives again. Making the same decision again. To confess that you are God and God alone. Over and over again. This day is more powerful. Very still. Very still. Your presence is so heavy that it's very still. It's a heartfelt prayer. A heartfelt prayer is words are not doing anything. The heart is. The heart is a lamp. It brings strength to our bones. And food in our belly that we will never go hungry again. As well as drink to never be thirsty again. To see, to never be hungry, to ever try to see was not there, but appeared to be. Hearing in such a way. Hearing. It's a heartfelt prayer. Man, and my heart don't all the talking for me, even though my mouth is moving. Seeing so much of what I asked for. to not want to receive much more. My belly is expanding. I'm not here for me. Here for everybody else. What you see in my heart regarding everybody else was in their heart. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sweetheart, I know you're here. I need you here. Oh, what's happening today? So much is present. much is present. 
we all have an encounter with God along with him in such a way that's so powerful that our natural body can't take, but we still enter in due to our spirit communion with our Father. And right now, that is this moment. It's taking all nothing but God to have me on here because I'd rather not be because it's too much happening around me that I can barely even move. Just receive. What you need, receive today. Receive today's portion, which is more than what you can ask or even think today. 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 This power right here is, oh God, I might need to just get off and lie, just lie down. Know what to say. It's heartfelt. He showed me gravity. looks like for a mountain to crumble down in slow motion. In slow motion. Seeing more clearly what cannot be seen with a naked eye. Not even microscopic. Cannot even use a microscope to see. What it looks like for a mountain to crumble down without praise. I'm seeing all three worlds and what's happening at the same time in one vision. At the top, I see heaven and what heaven is doing, how they are worshiping and praising. It's not all the time that everybody come together at the same time, but when there's a certain sound present, everybody gathers and surrounds in realms, realm upon realm, host upon host. And Christ is in the middle of this realm with a bullhorn and making a very prophetic sound. But it's not a sound to even comprehend naturally. It will bust your eardrum. It would burst your heart naturally. That's why we have to only worship in spirit because the body, even the soul cannot take. Our emotions cannot take what it really is to encounter the full weight of the presence of God. Biblically, Historically, it was mentioned, if you enter into God's presence, if you see God, 
you will be dead. But we have a spirit mind that can see without any limitations. But there are some layers to the weight. And I can see in slow motion what everything actually looked like. God is dealing with this word called Oz. And let me explain. Oh, God. Open my hands. Throw them. Throw them. <laughs> Every time I throw a fireball, it, it, it goes in a direction, but then it Another one stands as if it never went anywhere. Unlimited fire. Unlimited fire. Walking around with hands on fire. Stomach on fire. Fire in my stomach. A passion for heaven reality completely here. So hungry, sweetheart. So hungry in this encounter. So hungry. To know that God here. Because God is here. To hear. So hungry. To pull from heaven and look in the natural and see it appear in my hand. So hungry. And God said, Quenisha, what you ask of me today? It's too great for you to even receive even while you're here each day. Each day gets greater, but that's still too great for you to receive because you have a natural body. You're asking for the full weight of an encounter as if you have departed your body. And seeing completely what it's like to see those angelic hosts who are around you. Heavenly hosts who are around you without seeing it only spiritually. But you're trying to see spiritually manifest as if it's natural happening to you. That's how clear you want to see. That's how clear you want to hear. That's how clear you want to know. Just like you see in the natural. You want to embrace the supernatural much more in a natural reality. That's what you're asking me of? Yes. Yes, Father. Grant me that favor to see like that. Nothing you cannot do. Samson's mother is referred to 
Manoah's wife or Samson's mother. And the angel came to her and said, you're going to bring forth a son. And during that time, you're going to know, do not drink wine. Do not drink. Do not eat any food that's unclean, unpure. And don't ever cut his hair. He's a special one. And his name is going to be called Samson. And every time a woman first encountered that, God always come to a woman first regarding what she's about to give birth here. And will have her to share that encounter with that same angel, which is Gabriel, which name is really Gabriel. But she asked something that the other mothers didn't ask. Hannah didn't ask. Mary didn't ask. Rachel didn't ask. And many of the others who were barren didn't ask. But Benoit's wife asked, Samson's mother asked, what is your name? Who are you? That I may tell my husband your name, that I would know your name. And the angel said, The angel has spoken and said, Gabriel, you said you can't even comprehend my name is un- if you can't comprehend my name in your natural body. You can't even take to even hear the sound of me say my name. Now you can confess what you hear through the pronunciation, but if I say my name, how God call me by name, you can't take that. And she left it like that. And she went to Manoah and said, I'm going to give birth to a baby boy. And gave him instructions. And he said, where is this man? Next time he come, bring me around. I got to see this man who's had an encounter with my wife and says such great news from God, the eternal one. According to the voice translation, the eternal one. She went in the field. Gabriel appeared again. This time she ran to go give a note. Hey, he's here, he's here, he's here. He ran. Is it true what you asked of my wife to do? And Gabriel said, yes, I have. What did you ask? What should I do for this boy that you say we should do? How can we raise him? What can we do to make sure that he's raised correctly? And Gabriel said to him and his wife, I already spoken to her the instructions. She know what to do. He didn't tell the husband. 
The only time Gabriel told a husband about what he actually said to the wife in such a way is when it was Mary carrying our Messiah. Because she was the only one a virgin. The rest was already married and intimate with their husbands. So he had to confirm to marry to Joseph even because he's the one to protect her by being the head over the marriage. So now that he got confirmation, now he got to protect this woman by protecting this seed. Even John's mother... Elizabeth every person due to the pattern father you will close up their womb to bring forth a great man for great change generation upon generation Gabriel, you didn't repeat what you said to Manoah's wife to him when he asked. You wanted her to do so because you were only going to say it once. And it's so amazing that the instructions that come from you sent by God to tell the mothers what not to do with the child and the mothers obey that calling, that assignment, that command. But then when a child grow old and have that covering and receive that covenant and due to that covenant, they have that covering, that anointing, that grace that's flowing, that favor that's growing and flowing in their life. And it's always somebody due to my reading, it's always somebody to, to bring that complete opposite to what you told them not to do. Just like Solomon granted him to be the most wisest man alive at his time because he sought you for wisdom and not anything else. And then the complete opposite came upon him. The women. Satan sent women. He had over a thousand women for one man. Under one roof, you sit a major distraction. Just like regarding Samson, Satan sent a woman to cut his head. God created a woman. And she listened to Satan. Satan always tried to go to the women first. Because we are created to be a help. That means a man is created to listen. But that means he got to be much more planted, much more wise. 
and determined not to have anyone, anyone at all regarding what woman it is they're having to turn away from God. Sarah had Abraham to turn away Just imagine that encounter with Lot and his wife as she looked back to turn away. But he was determined. God said not to look back. I can't look back. I got to move forward. was asked by Manoah and his wife we're going to burn some sacrifice we're going to cook some good food for you and the angel said I'm not here to eat your food in such a polite way instead you eat and burn it up burn up that sacrifice and let the Holy One receive it, God. And they burnt it up, and it went up into the kingdom, the smell of the sacrifice. And that means that God is well pleased due to what he have encountered. And God is still moving that way today, prophetically. And now I'm starting to gain a great sense how you bring forth mighty men out of great women. And we have to follow your instructions. Even as they old enough to depart the home, you still got to raise them and teach them the way they should go. Because many other great men fell into temptation when they left the house. They were grown on their own. And back then in those days, the mother away them off and when they get old enough to move out on their own, It's like, I may not, or I may see you again. We may move to another country, another state, and start our family there. And some of them never see their mothers again, their fathers again. But because of this generation, we have the ability to see our children even as they grow up and depart. And continue Can't stop the teaching. Can't stop the raising. Even out of the home, you can't stop. Because once you stop, Satan gonna start. 
and they seem to fall into temptation. Which you've been plotting to do all along. Hallelujah. I noticed that Satan was sin a woman who's open to come and try to cause deception and not try to do it purposely. Many really think it's, you know, it's the right thing. Or many can just have a plot or a negative motive. And that's why God sent elders and mothers and grandmothers, women that's of age, who's aware of what can take place, to stand in a gap for these men. Because many of them have fallen short due to a woman. That tried to rob them of what God has originally said. And I come against those deceivable spirits because Satan will use who we got. between me being used and other women is me and the past sweetheart is that I wasn't sent to deceive you I was deceived to walk away from you it doesn't matter how it was about still gotta deny to be under that influence because many can really believe that it's God because Satan is just that tricky enough. But he cannot out-trick a believer. Gotta hear me. So in the midst of any of us walking in deception, that means that we have tapped out of that connection with God. That word with God, that oneness with God, because we begin to look at ourselves. We begin to look at our own needs, even us as women, even men too. But they seem, they seem to say women are more vulnerable, more emotional, more expressive. But that's not true. Men are too. Just that men just don't know how to hide because most men didn't grow up in a home with a dad to put his arms around him and show him how to be affectionate. But instead, they covered it up by having pride. They think of being strong is being a man in a sense of not opening up. Not be expressive. Because David got 150 songs 
about words of expression. And I mean, I never have heard such a person, a, man, a grown man, pull his heart out like that. And it passed out also to his son. And it's amazing how Solomon got himself together and began to speak against what the devil had sent towards him to cause him to fall, which was the women. They were waiting for him outside, waiting. And some of us women do that. Looking around to see, where's this man? Oh, I want that man. So guess what? Now that I have on my agenda that I want that man, so now I'm going to strategize how can I get that man? Then I start persuading myself. Then the devil starts disguising himself. And then we as women, speaking overall, start coming up with plots and motives and things like that. How can I get this man? Oh, matter of fact, let me, let me grab some people up and agree with me. I want him. Okay. So what can we do? And Satan loves that. Giving you false dreams. And you think it's God saying. I say, God, whenever I meet a man that if, even if you have one, I don't care at the time, but if you do have a man for me, let this happen. And sweetheart, I'm going to tell you what I asked. My two favorite birds are a cardinal and a blue jay. And you will rarely ever see them together. And I say, I want to see them together and communing and playing together if around any man if this is the man for me, God. Remember, because Satan is also present in that conversation. I'm not thinking about Satan. I'm just thinking about what I'm saying to God. And years later down the line, Satan sends this man. I'm at the park. Red flag for one. Didn't ask God anything. Another red flag. Sitting there drinking beers. That's not God. Another red flag. <laughs> you understand? And then I see this cardinal come. And I see this blue jay. And they're playing around each other. And I say, God, this is you. See how tricky we can be deceived to thinking that it really is God. And some really thinking that it is God. Some of us women, some of us men think it is. And we spend years and months in investing and standing on something that's built upon a lie. And what happened? What happened? This is God. And I never asked God, is it you? Because all I knew is I asked that of God and it came to pass. But once I had a visitation four years later, four years later with Christ, 
when I said, okay, I give up my way of living. God, I want your plan for my life. God then answered and said, that was not me. Then who did that? Satan did. How is he even able to do that? He disguised himself as an angel. What? Oh, God. You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. Hallelujah. Some of us are really standing on a lie. And I come against that right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's not pleasing. It's not for any any person, any relationship, any connection, anybody surrounding you. It's not pleasing for anybody connected to you. God, you got me on this subject. I went from Samson to, you know, God. <laughs> Have your way. <laughs> Seriously. But God will have you to feel in your heart and in your spirit, no matter what relationship you're in or what you're doing, God will confirm his way every time by you feeling that this is not right. And some of us are still stubborn. I'm going to make it right. <laughs> Who are we? To tell God what he going to do. Who are we to tell God what we going to do? Come on. Come on. <laughs> that woman said to Gabriel, what is your name? Manoah's wife. What is your name? Woman, you can't even comprehend the mention of my name. And we say his name every day, Gabriel, Gabriel. But call it like God called. Oh God, Jesus Christ. Call me how God called me. Oh God. Oh God. It's a difference when I call, but when God calls you, and you call yourself how God calls you, God. Just the mention of your name. At the mention of your name. Every demon tremble, but we just don't know how powerful our names are. God will give you a seasonal name. God will give you a permanent name. God will just call you just by how he feel about you. Sweetheart, God, you know what God called me for the past three days? Zoe. And I was like, Zoe, why are you calling me that? It's not even a girl name, God. He keep giving me these dominant names, God. He gave me Spencer the first time I ever heard him say my name. What is that? Spencer? That's a boy named God. Oh, oh, look at Father. He brought me a blue jay. <laughs> and it's right there with a robin. Oh, God. <laughs> you 
are so funny, Father. I'm talking to this man who you promised me, and you're sending confirmation to what I've asked of you right in front of me while I'm talking to him because I'm in your will. Now I'm going to ask this time. I didn't ask the last time. Is this you, God? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it is the white Martin God. <laughs> Oh God, I was sitting down on the floor. God showed me a blue jay just flew right in my window with a robin right here in front of me. And that's God saying, it's me this time. <laughs> it's me this time. Well, give me in there. Shoes. I'm playing with me. God. For real, Bob, stop. <laughs> yes, for breakfast. Oh God. <laughs> for lunch and dinner. Oh God. Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, God, you know, the name Spencer, it means, you know, dispensing of provisions, just a releaser of, <laughs> you understand, things you see beforehand. And then God began to call me beloved. He always called me that. I just keep that. Then he called me other names I share with you, sweetheart. Same name he called you. He called me. You gotta educate me on that because I he don't he don't grant me the favor to get the full of I don't feel that settling like I got because like I can preach that. I want to be able to preach what he say to me when he, when he regarding any word. You understand? I mean literally any any word, letter of a word, it doesn't matter. And God said, You're gonna teach me well because he taught you well. So I'll wait, I'll be patient, I'll wait for that. And then he called me Zoe for the past three days. And the, and the thing about it is, he write it in Greek, in ancient Greek. So I said, and God said, look it up. And it just means life. <laughs> I'm trying to say, God calls me life. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> I'm dead unto sin, but I'm alive unto Christ. I'm alive unto God. You call me life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Seriously. Hi, Blue Jay. You in my face with a robin. I see you on the window. Hi, Blue Jay. Don't fly away. Oh, God. Thank you, God. <laughs> oh, God. I got deceived greatly. And, th and we would think that it really is. Just like Eve thought it was really okay to, to go against what God said. Really thought that she was going to be who she already is, but she wasn't even thinking at the time because she was thinking about herself, thinking about a natural thing, thinking about the flesh. Oh, I could dominate like God. I could be not even aware. You already that. He said in his image and likeness, you already like God here. Satan knew that. A lot of times he would deceive us when, you know, a person that's strong in word will walk away and say the way till we alone and try to creep up some things. Hallelujah. Seriously. And the thing about it is you just got to see it through. If you connect to somebody who's looking or living like that, get out of lift them up in prayer. Because they really believe in that lie. They will stand on that lie, fast for that lie, prepare for that lie, announce that lie. And think about it is, once you receive the truth, there goes shame present. I caused all of this because I 
this. But we claim we're women of virtue. Virtue is a release. Virtuosity is a it's an identity due to a release. There are angels of virtue. Right with angels of dominion, angels of principalities. Hallelujah. And even if we feed in someone's lie, it's robbing us of our truth. And that's why many of us women are without a man now. And we acting like, oh, it's, it's God. We just wait on God. It happens every day. Who's bold enough to say it? And behind the four walls of our home, and we with our friends and family and colleagues, we like cry out, like, where is he? But in front of people, oh, we we oh, we waiting patient. But, but why we gotta, I mean, but the thing is, why we gotta come up with other ways? Why can't we just go to our source and ask what's going on here? Why am I not able to have this conversation with you? Matter of fact, how come you're not having this conversation with me? Because you withhold no good thing, Father. So how come I'm not able to hear about what's going on here? And many men know who their wives are, but they're not able to go to them because she's not able to hear about him because she's asking for somebody else. Same for the men. We in a way too much. Too much. Then we start thinking about, you know, maybe I got to get this. Maybe I got to get that first. All right. Okay, now I got that. Now where they at? Still not present. And no one seems to go to God about it because they think about if I go to God about it, that means I'm not being patient to wait on you. But the thing about it is I'm not moving, so it's nothing wrong with me asking because I have not, because I ask not. So if I ask you how come you're going to show me my process on a process on how to live the way you want me to live, think the way you want me to think according to what you've written down for me and not what you've written down regarding somebody else. Come on. And think about this, we hear these words, and we hear these words all the time, but we choose not to apply them because we think it don't apply to us, but not realizing we're the ones who God actually talking to. Come on. When my spiritual dad, when our spiritual dad's sweetheart said to me, and I, I, I really take that literally, that day, remember when I came to church, when I first came back and I was at the floor, that's when the whole praise team came with like on the steps. Y'all was engaging more, and I fell on the floor right there. That same sermon, he used our spiritual dad to say, he just started out by saying, he didn't even pray yet. Some of y'all in here married to somebody who you're not supposed to be married to. And he went from all the way over there to where I was and looked at me. And I felt it coming from out of him into me, and not from him per se, but from God through him. And I said, oh, God, go over there. Go, please, the camera follows him. Don't put that camera on me because everybody know I'm married. 
And everybody just says, you know, it's not okay. Go over there. Go over there. <laughs> then I start saying, you know, God starts showing me things. There goes the shutdown. Okay. Walk in the bedroom to Christ. You know the rest of me heart? Come on. It's amazing how God, I'm speaking about how I got deceived by them, you know, by the devil with that encounter. I asked of God, and God grabbed me the favor to show me that encounter today from him. He answered me today. Blue Jay came right here by my window with the robin. Yeah. So amazing. <laughs> God, you are so amazing. What can I do for you? God say laugh. <laughs> Just laugh. You got to learn how to laugh at the devil. Laugh at evil present. Laugh. Laugh is a very high form of praise. It's food for your bones. It brings you strength. It feeds, it nourishes your body when you just laugh. Laugh, Quenisha. Laugh at everything you have encountered. Laugh it off. And you laugh it up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Seriously. So much is happening in this room right here today. God said, you ask me for things, Quenisha, that people don't even ask. And I said they never will. What's not in their heart? I don't know what they're asking him. I just know that I'm just so hungry for what I can do without no limits. I'm hungry for that always up there type of, you understand? We could be reading the beginning of a book to the end. We could start at page one. No, I want page 700, 7,000. I want to go right there. Right there. <laughs> and I want to read that all the way to page one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> God. I understand, sweetheart. <laughs> Laughter brings energy. Joy brings energy. And God's given the answer. That's why I'm so energetic. Because of the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's strength with energy. When you have energy, you have the strength to do whatever. Now I understand when I can be up all day in the presence of God and not be sleepy. I can multitask. Do perfect lunch and dinner at the same time. Everything be done by like what, 10? So much energy. It's like I already ran three miles. So much energy. And it's positive energy. It's not negative energy. Because negative energy weighs you down. Oh, Lord. Here we go again. Another trial. Another tribulation. Oh, God. Going through this. Going through that. Don't want to get up. Hate my job. Have enough money. Can't stand my marriage. Oh, God. Kids get on my nerves. I can't. No, change your energy. Change your energy. That changes the atmosphere. 
Hallelujah. I would never be sight or tricked another day of my life. And knowing how, how Satan moves me heart, how much he has tricked me and done all these things my way in these past week or two, trying to cause me to fall and all kinds of things he tried to do against us as children that standing. And guess what? It causes us to stand stronger to make sure that we don't be under his influence know how much he hate us. So watch me praise. Watch me give thanks. Watch me laugh. Such a liar. Watch me murder right now. <laughs> what you hear me talking to? Come on. Sitting all that garbage and trash when I come back into the house. Such a liar. Cause all that confusion. Trying to cause all that division. When I came back into the body. You're such a liar. Trying to turn things against me. And that's why God is before me. You're such a liar. That's how everybody felt. When they saw that thing through. Satan, you're such a liar. But you gotta go through that. And you come out that fire untouched. Because he's such a liar. Try to tell you what you can do. No, you're a liar. Now you got to be the one to be determined to declare that he is a liar. And not receive those lies. God sending more Robins. And more, oh God. And more uh, Cardinals. Aww. It's so sweet. Because Satan is such a liar. I see you guys. Oh, you're so cute. I was want to bring you in my house, my apartment. <laughs> He's such a liar. He bought a male and a female cardinal. Such a liar, Satan. Try to play games with us. Oh, they back again. Hi. Oh, God, God, you're showing off today. You're showing off. You bringing my favorite birds together like that, and more than one, it's a gang of them. Oh God! Thank you, Father. I'll give you triple for your trouble. <laughs> I give you unlimited favor because of your trouble. You just gotta see it through. I want you to be able to hear these birds, sweetie. Hold on, open my window. Don't fly away, guys. Don't fly. Don't fly. Okay. Oh. They fly back over here. <laughs> I open my window. Let me turn the music up. I want you to hear these birds. <laughs> because that's amazing what God is doing. Yeah. I want you to hear. Satan, you are such a liar. Hallelujah. I thank God so much for knowing all the lies. Just got to see it through. That's all. I know, sweetheart, it was years of you seeing that through. I know, because now I'm aware. Remind me of Joseph so much. Without even, you know, your brother, his brothers and all that. Not that part, but the part that, you know, he had to 
wait without even knowing what in the world, how this going to end up. Because it don't look like nothing. You said God. Like most, I mean, Joseph was in that prison, you know, all those years. And he thinking about that dream. God, you give me a dream that I'm, it don't look like any of that going to come to pass. And see how much you can be used by Satan and think we're doing the right thing? And I'm in your face with this man. Come on. Come on. My God. Such a liar. And think about it is, we could want to punch him in the face and all that to say. And he laughs at that because guess what? Now you're being angry. Now he couldn't come in with anger. But if you just continue to walk in love and just keep your focus off of him and just focus on your praise, giving God thanks that you overcome because Christ already overcame the world. That's what beats him up. That's what shuts him up. When you give God praise, when you give God thanks, because you always come out higher. You always come out much more. I've never been so powerful in my life. And I thank God that he written it down for me to be such a special woman. And all of us are special. But I mean, I'm just speaking about myself. I am special. And I thank God for the anointing upon my life and having visitations about bringing forth a son here. Not the only, but the first son here. And God had all these prophets and all these great disciples and all these great apostles that we read about. They were standing there waiting. Waiting. And they haven't went nowhere, but they're not following me as much. Oh, see, when you say stuff like that, then they start doing it. <laughs> when I said, now they're here. <laughs> Hold on, now they're here. In one bundle. Yeah, when you say things, they start doing things. <laughs> You're speaking them into existence, God is saying. Okay, God, in your presence. They were following. They sat there and was like watching my belly. I'm not even married yet. <laughs> you guys got to wait. <laughs> they just so excited. Because everything that they have has been passed on. So just imagine from their generation to this generation. My God. <laughs> You understand? It is amazing how God closed up my womb, but I wasn't married to you while I was close like the others. He closed it up because I happened to be, you know, God was aware I was going to be in the wrong direction. And once I filed for that divorce, God opened it back up because he knew that I would never sleep with another man. It will only be you from that moment forward. So he was able to open it back up and shift up some things, restore some things. And I'm so glad I feel it today. Yeah. They on my back, I'm on your back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And out of all of them, you want to know which one is like really on me like that? Elijah. Yeah. He is on it. And you know what's so amazing? They all have mantles. And God giving all the prophets mantles. And the thing about it is their mantles are all different due to the generation. Yeah. The more 
longer it becomes, the more of the generation it goes down the line. Yeah. And they have beautiful, like, gold or ivory, you know, symbols. And, oh, God. Like, Elijah has a, a, a gold band around his mantle and his ivory. But he has a gold band around his ivory mantle. And it has an eagle, you know, just sticking out in the top. It's so nice. So nice. Moses was not a prophet. He was just sent by God to, you know, to lead the children to Israelites. But the thing about it is he still had a prophetic anointing because he was still speaking to them what God was about to do. But a lot of times he was speaking what God was currently doing. And he went to hear from God and told them what God had said. So it's, it's a covering, but it's not more so of a calling. I mean, it's a calling, but not more so of a covering. But God still given Moses a mantle. And um, I just thank God for just showing me things like that. I talked to you for a whole hour again. But I'm just so glad that, you know, all this word is just imparted. And Gabriel, for him to be, you know, such a... All of the archangels has a very unique personality. Like I told you, Michael, I had no idea which is Mikael, I had no idea that he is a jokester, you know, even though he's a jokester, but he's very, very serious. It's a difference between the times. When it's time to be serious, he's not playing. He's definitely not. When it comes to him on your defense regarding what's coming towards you from the enemy, and Satan is so afraid of Michael, so afraid. And that's why God sent Michael right in front of him before he got kicked out. There was a war in heaven. It wasn't no, no rumbling, no going back and forth, no fighting, nah. The war with the war was Satan and his crew and God and his. And guess what? It says in the Bible, according to John, the Revelator, I don't know, Patmos said, and he prevailed not. Hallelujah. And I thank God for that so much. I call you, you know, my Revelator. Yeah, you reveal a lot of things. You're my Revelator. Yeah. <laughs> You're my theologian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's just so, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this. I'm trying to tell you. Knowing all this, I'm ready for this. But, you know, at the same time, you know, you know, just, you know, God, it causes my fire to burn more, my passion to burn more, you know, God, God, oh, God, I can see you. Sweetheart, I can see you. Yeah. I ain't trying to. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. uh uh Oh God. Oh God, why am I even like this? This is different. This is different. Yeah. This is different. This is very different. Yeah. I done told you. Oh God. <laughs> Pretend I ain't say that. <laughs> Pretend I didn't say that. Yeah. Hallelujah. It's like just because I'm not trying to make this happen like that or think these things on purpose. It's like God has just grabbed me the favor to just get this stuff out. You understand? Yeah. I'm going to still be mindful, though, of course. Yeah. But, you know, some things are just blot out, you know. God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> My God. I'm not the one to blot out, but I'm on here talking to you, and I'm preparing for you, and you already know what I'm referring to when I'm talking about stuff because you've been through it, and you're still going through it with me. But I love you. I thank you for listening. Yes. And uh, Gabriel, Gabriel, his personality is, you know, he's more serious. They all have fun, but he's more serious. 
his, you know, to come and release what he coming to release and just leave it like that. Raphael is more affectionate. He's the one who will cuddle with you. And when you need a hug or, you know, you have a comforter, he's there on your defense to 